good, y'all? This is Brian Dang. I'm your host for the Dreams Are Never Gone podcast. We'll be talking about creative entrepreneurship, dance, music, the grind and what it takes to level up, plus features from your favorite artists and the behind the scenes behind building Dang and Nightwalker Sessions. All podcasts are produced by Hollis at the Dang Dynasty Studios. Thanks for tuning in with me today. Remember, it's hashtag Dang Gang and a Nightwalker's world. So let's get to it, y'all. What's going down, world? Yo, yo, yo. You already know. This is your host, Brian motherfucking Dang, and you guys are tuning in to the Dreams Are Never Gone podcast, episode number four. Yes, 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 number four. That's the one. Yo, what's up, everybody? Yo, look, just want to butt in. I know I said episode four, but today's episode is actually number three. Originally, we had another uh, another podcast that was going to go out before this one, and that one was with Ills, Hollis, and myself. But we're going to wait and rework that one. I want to make sure we execute that one in a better way for y'all. It just didn't come out the way I envisioned it. And so we're going to take our time on that episode because that's going to be a very important episode. So I'm going to give y'all the number four episode that we originally planned and give it to y'all for number three instead. All right. Uh, but today's episode, you guys are in for a treat. I hope you guys are doing well and had a good Thanksgiving and all that good stuff. So I'll talk to y'all soon. Enjoy today's episode. Have a good day, y'all. And uh, today, guys, we have a very, very dope episode lined up. And uh, man... I'm ready to get to it, man. Uh, today is, I'm recording on Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, November 26th. So yesterday, our first episode just came out and I'm already on number four, trying to get ahead of the game, create this content for y'all. And I'm excited, man. The love has been so real. I've been getting nonstop text messages, nonstop just messages from y'all about just how good the podcast was and how y'all are feeling it, man. And I can't tell you guys enough of how much that means to me that y'all take the time out of your day to send that energy my way. And I'm so appreciative and I try to reciprocate and have some exchange of dialogue with you guys. And, you know, I'm trying to keep up, but just know, guys, I really appreciate it and I feel this shit for real. So thank you guys for holding me down so, so right. And uh, just thank you, y'all. Today I woke up feeling real good, man. I woke up today around... Uh, say like nine o'clock, uh, the little homie was at my door ready to train. I was still in bed. My alarm clock didn't go off. So it was ringing on my doorbell and he was like, Hey man, it's time to train, you know? And, uh, man, we, we had a good session today. We had a good session today, y'all. We had a private and, uh, you know, shout out to Amiel. Man, that kid's putting in great work. He's growing so fast. He's also the, uh, director one of the team members of uh, MoCo, and he is one of the the people that's making some great plays for for the choreography and young movement that's growing in Roseville and Rockland area. Uh, if you don't know about them, you don't know about MoCo, give, give them a follow, man. They're doing some really amazing work, and they are some really amazing young men who are really taking change and really making some great things happen they remind me of a young night walkers so give them give them a follow man they're the next ones up man that's the little homies right there uh, but yeah we got some good training in today after he left i worked on some choreography about to start dishing this choreography out on y'all man because that's that's where it's at right now making this choreography that that's it man i'm about to just start dropping stuff for y'all y'all about to see some some work man I'm trying to Stay versatile in the game. You know, I'm not dancing as much uh, now because, you know, I'm just so focused on building this brand and whatnot. But ain't nothing can ever make me stop being a dancer because that's my roots, man. I will always resort back to dancing. And that's, that's my bread and butter. I love that shit still. But I'm just focused on, man, getting growing this brand and interacting with y'all. So, man, thank you for tuning in with me, y'all. I had a good morning. You know, have my, my matcha right here. My special matcha right here, look. Oh, yeah, today I'm recording uh, the video. So this is actually going to be on YouTube. And it's a a fisheye lens of me in my my studio space, my aka my room, aka the Dang Dynasty studio. And, and, you know, I'm showing the camera right now. It's cool. I'm talking to the camera right now. And I'll show y'all basically, you know, what this whole shit looks like. But, yeah, this is my matcha. Look at this. Smell this shit right here. Smell this, y'all. Look how fine this is. 
Look how fine that shit is. Look at that. Smell it. <laughs> Smell that shit. <laughs> Man, shout out to Kazuya. That's my brother. Young, con uh, no, no, Young Crow, aka Soldier Concrete from Japan. That's my brother right there, man. He bought that from Kyoto. He said that this shit is like a hundred years old, and that it's the one of the finest ones uh, of of matcha. And then you know I got my matcha flask. Now <laughs> shout out to the homie Ren for giving me my own matcha flask. So working on my matcha today, keeping me in good mood. I didn't eat yet. About to make a smoothie after this and get to the program today y'all man i hope you guys are ready for today's conversation guys uh also i've been really loving the goals that you guys are posting on your social media and i love how you guys are tagging me and you guys are tagging at dang attire it is so dope to see it y'all it is so dope to see you guys just take a stand for yourself and create something man and just believe in your shit because i believe in y'all i believe in myself and i think publicly stating the shit that we want in in our life gives us a pressure and also this like true belief and confidence that, that these things can manifest man and i believe in that y'all i believe in it is how i'm able to create everything i'm creating and do what i'm doing and man it's it's a beautiful life y'all and we get to share this together and we get to encourage one another and my my biggest goal for this thing man is like you guys are able to wear dang or you guys are able to represent dang not not to represent me or or the brand but that you meet somebody and they're wearing, you know, a shirt and you're like, hey, man, you, you know, we're sort of one of the same person because you listen to the podcast. Yeah, I listen to the podcast. Hey, you go to the events. Yeah, I go to the events, you know, and hopefully both you guys are on your grind and on your shit. You guys can have some exchange and hopefully do business or do some collaborations together. You know, building community one step at a time, one podcast at a time, one T-shirt, one merch, one event at a time, man. That's what it's all about, you know, right here. Look, look, see? A little, little dang attire tag right here. Kink, kink. See? <laughs> so, man, like, that's the goal is to make this a culture, make this a movement that promotes uh, thinking big, achieving big. And I, I can't wait to see what y'all as a collective, as a community accomplish and I, I would love to be able to say that, you know, um, I had my own two cents in in that development you know look come on man i'm killing it right now look my own two cents king king <laughs> my own two cents in in your journey man like i don't even need anything back i just need you guys to digest this game and this knowledge and these gems that i'm putting out and man i, I believe in you guys i hope you guys believe in yourself as much as i believe in y'all and let's get the chicken y'all let's get the chicken with the Verde sauce, the pollo with the verde sauce. Going verde sauce, going verde, you know what I'm saying? So, man, I don't fucking know. Look, all right. So, man, today's fucking topic, y'all. We're going to get to it, man. We're going to get to it. But look, before we get to it, man, can we give it up for fucking Hollis? Hollis is the producer and my engineer that's helping master this whole podcast, making sure I'm sounding good, making sure my vocals are right, making sure that we have a track to open up. And man, Hollis is dropping a Dreams Never Gone EP coming up this year. Okay, y'all, a Dreams Never Gone EP. And we're creating some visuals for it. And we're going to be dropping the EP. So make sure you guys support. Make sure you guys follow Hollis. He's a DJ. Uh, he's the Nightwalkers official DJ. Uh, he is from the Bay Area. And he's also my my brother, my roommate. And he's one of the most genuine dudes ever. The master of all whispers. If you know it, you know it. And um, give him a shout out. Give him some love on social media, y'all. And give him a follow when, when y'all get the chance. But okay, now to the motherfucking program. And today's motherfucking topic, drum roll please. What's the topic, y'all? My teleprompter says, the topic today is about being a creative and how to continue to level up. You are at this point in your dance career, in your music career, in your rap in your production career, in your whatever creative career. And it's time to take it to the next level. It's time to take it to the next level, y'all. 
And that's the topic today, man. We're going to talk about what it, ta- what it means to take it to the next level. And how do we find new opportunities to grow? How do we, how do we take it to the, new le- to the next level? How do we grow? How do we elevate? How do we not be stagnant? And that answer is quite, quite simple, y'all. There's no magic formula. There's no magic juice. There's no Space Jam juice. There's no, there's no Jamba juice. There's no Acai juice that you have to take to, to make this happen. There's no Matcha juice. The answer is simple, man. In order to grow yourself, we have to first identify where are we at in our career? What, what flow are you on? What, what wavelength are you on? Where are we at? Where are we at in our career? Where are we at with ourself? And I will say this, the most successful careers as creatives are the people who are the most successful humans. If you are good to yourself, you take care of yourself, you take care of your spirituality, you take care of your mental, you take care of your emotions, you are going to be a very successful creative because you're taking care of yourself. That's the first step. So how do we level up? We take care of ourselves. We, we take care of our mental health. We take care of our, our bodies. We take care of our, our spirit, our relationships. That's foremost. And I know you guys don't want to hear it because it sounds counterproductive. But, man, that's just so important because you can get so stuck in the grind, so stuck in, you know, I don't need to tell you guys how to grind. I feel like you guys understand that. That's, what, that's why you guys are listening to this podcast. You guys know how to grind. You guys know how to work. And you can't forget your health, though. You can't forget your health. Definitely your spiritual health. You need to be meditating. You need to be praying. You need to be tapping into something spiritual so you can tap into something higher than yourself. And that's just that's just facts. That's just, again, man, that's my opinion on it. But I think in order to level up, the more you learn about yourself, the more you learn about your career and you learn about your capabilities. And that's just straight facts, man. If, if you have a good awareness of who you are and you are consistently... Uh, self-helping yourself and self-developing yourself, then you are going to be in a position to to win and, and be in a position to allow yourself to grow and to excel in, in new ways. So first step, y'all, is to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. Make sure we're living right. Making sure we're happy. What good is the fucking grind if we're not happy? And I'm going to be straight facts right there, man. You know, we got to be happy. Even though some days are going to be a little bit more more difficult. We have to be able to just to see the vision and be happy with what we're pursuing. That's the first step. I know you guys don't want to hear it, man, but you need to hear it. I need to remind you guys that your mental health is important and that your your spirituality is important and that these things need to be prioritized, you know? And I'm telling myself that, y'all. Like I told you guys in my last podcast, I have alopecia, you know, stress-related shit. And so, um, it fucking sucks, but I, I love it because it's a reminder. It's part of my journey. It's part of my story, and, and nobody can take that away from me. So, man, self-help, that's how we level up, man. We have to level up in our in our human, in our personal life before we get into our creative life. And, again, the simple answer here, guys, is three points. Three very simple points, guys, is we need to change our environment. That's number one. Number two we need to continue to take more risk. And number three, we need to learn to breathe and we, we need to learn how to rest. But in order to level up, the first conversation here is about changing your environment. It's about keeping yourself growing. It's about keeping yourself on your toes. It's about keeping yourself in a place of, of failure. You know, as funny as that sounds, it's about putting yourself in a position where you might fail. Because it's only when you know you're about to fail is when you have to turn up. And and that's when the emotions and, and the spirit taps in, you know. That's when it's like, okay, man, like I got pressure. I pressure to apply on myself. I got to fucking turn up because if I don't, this shit's going to be fucking whack. You got to put yourself in those positions and you got to continue to change your environment. You need to be in an environment that promotes that. You know, you need to be in an environment that can can sort of keep you on your toes and continue to help you stay on your feet. And sometimes what that environment looks like, there's a balance though, you know, it's not always going to be that like hostile, aggressive type of type of energy, but also it may be uh, an environment of an environment of love and an encouragement and constructive criticism. You might have a group of homies that can help you. You know, you got music, you want to send music to them. Hey bro, give me some feedback. 
you know, make sure they make sure they come off correct though. Make sure they're not like, you know, just being haters. Cause sometimes your your closest homies can be your haters. Make sure you get something constructive. Don't don't have them just say, Hey, this is bullshit. You know, that's good. That's good that we have honesty. But then make sure they they come back and you know you ask for like okay all right bro is might be bullshit or whatever what but guess what why though tell me why tell me why you think it's this type of way and that's constructive man you need constructive criticism you don't just need criticism you need something constructive you know don't let that shit fly I don't I know you know, like we have homies that are just like hey man that that was okay okay cool man well tell me why what do you think I could do better more okay uh, your song. Needs more punchlines. You know, you need different flows. Uh, I don't really like what you're even saying. I think you need to rewrite the whole shit. Uh, man, the beat. Whoever produced this, uh, I, don't, I think the beat's taken away from your your presence on the track. It could be any of those things. And you, you know, as homies, we have to be constructive with each other and not just critique the hell out of each other because that does something to our self confidence. And we want to continue to build each other up. Yes, we won't keep shit raw and, you know, it's, you know, dog-eat-dog world type of vibes, you know. But still, let's be constructive here, man. Let's be constructive and make sure we're um, being in environments that can help us grow. Environments that are constructive and environments that allow us to to grow in a positive energy. Because that, that shit is important. I think we can all attest that the majority of us grew up in environments that were harsh and hostile. And you see how it makes us turn out to be, man. Like, it's so real. Like, for instance, like, if you grew up in an environment that was very, very hostile, maybe there was a lot of gang affiliation, a lot of murder, a lot of uh, corruption, a lot of temptation, you know, it really programs you in a different way in how you perceive your reality today in those relationships. And you might be having relationship issues with you and your lady or you and your man, and it's because there's some trauma in the past that needs to be resolved so you can make sense of the present and have a better future. And that's just real game, and that also carries into our creative careers. We need to be in an environment that that fosters growth and love and positivity so that we can grow in an environment and produce an environment that promotes that too. You know, and I'm not saying don't talk about real shit and where you came from. That's not what I'm talking about, y'all. I'm talking about the environment that you are producing your artwork and being a creative, being around something that's constructive because constructive criticism is productive and anything that's productive that has positive output creates some it, it, it comes back in a return you know so you put out something positive you put out something that's good the return's going to be good you feel me so whatever you put out within whatever you're putting in is what gets put out and gets put in like it it goes both ways i hope you guys are following me man like what you put out is what you get back what you put in is what you put out. So if you're around in an environment that's cultivating love and positivity and constructive criticism, then you are going to be putting out things that are coming from a place of love, support, people keeping shit real with you on your music, your dance, making sure that shit's right. It goes out. People like it. It comes back. It comes back to the environment. You see? So it's a it's an effect that goes like you know for the people watching on youtube it goes like it goes this way and goes here it reciprocates and it goes back and then it goes here but it keeps growing it's like a ball it just keeps growing 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 and it just keeps reciprocating each other so your environment promotes these things it's like it's like a kid man it's like a kid that is being raised in a house that is full of love full of energy full of full of enthusiasm that's gonna rub off on the kid and the kid is gonna go to school and send that energy to the other kids then the other kids are gonna feel that and send that back and he's gonna come back home feeling good and then he gets more love and it's just like he goes he leaves the house he feels love he goes back here he feels love. he and he just is growing and then there may be that kid man and uh, you know me and some of the homies and, and whatnot, we were, you know, in these situations where maybe our home life wasn't 
wasn't the best. You know, shout out to my Vietnamese American kids out there, man. Like, you know, shit can get pretty toxic. And, you know, Vietnamese parents, Asian parents can be pretty toxic with the society we're living in. You know, it sometimes can be confusing and contrasting for us to try and, and adapt to like our home life and then our, our public life. You know, side tangent, I could talk about that another time, but uh, it's, yeah, it, you know, it, it's if you're growing up in a toxic environment and you leave the house and you go to school, you're going to come off toxic and you're going to pro- project this toxic energy. And then when you come home, you're in this toxic energy. You know, we are truly a production of our environment and we have to take responsibility to make these environments into something healthy, something very beneficial is something very productive and that will result to creating content and creative works that are powerful you feel you feel what i'm saying like if it's powerful then we are we're going to be able to feel that because of the environment you're growing in but your environment needs to condone growth y'all and i don't know what that looks like for y'all for everyone is different you know for me it's being around my homies and some days it's being isolated in, in my own space, in my own head and allowing myself to work on my own timeline and flow and not waiting on anybody or being pressured by anybody. So you need to find what what makes you feel love to the game and what makes you want to just keep working. Because if your environment, maybe the, the crew you're in or the company you're dancing with or maybe uh, the studio you go to recording music isn't the best environment or maybe uh maybe your photography studio just doesn't even look the way you want it and it doesn't promote you to grow and feel encouraged like all those are taken to account like in the other room we have our work studio and we're in the process of making that work studio look the way we want it to look like we want it to have like posters signs we want it to have designs made by us photography from the gang you know from max von ale on the walls uh we want to have designs from george and mike and, you know, we want to make it feel like something productive that we can live and be happy in because that plays a part in your your psych- psychology and how you think and how you feel. Even the lighting. Lighting is a big part on, on our psychology and how we interact with things. What you smell, you know, like I'm talking about everything, like your your environment and where you grow and create has to be, has to promote you to work and promote you to be the best of yourself. But that first, the most priority is the people you're around, the people you're around in the environment you're putting yourself in. That's that's extremely important, y'all. And then after that, we can get into the details. Like, like I said, adding the posters, adding the scent, adding the colors, making your work environment feel like you can work and be successful there. And, and sometimes, man, it's about having the right technology. Like I bought this beautiful iMac a couple years ago to start the brand. You know, got this camera that we're recording on. You know. Um, just the fact that you know I didn't buy it, but the fact that it's here, it promotes me to work harder because we have it, you know. So I'm not telling you guys to just go buy the latest iPhone and go buy hella shit and be like, oh yeah, this makes me feel motivated to grow. Because at the end of the day, nothing can make you work other than you. And if you are functioning and working, then sure, buy yourself this thing, but make sure you got the money, you know. If you want to, you know, I would just buy that shit in liquid cash. If you want to build your credit, you could do that, but just make sure you pay it off and you're responsible enough. And that's a whole nother topic, y'all. We can definitely talk in the next later episodes, talk about creatives and credit cards and creatives and building credit and creatives and, you know, saving money and how do you do that and what's the relationship and why why are creatives bad with money? I would love to talk about that, guys. I would love to, man. We could talk about that in the next couple episodes if you guys want to. But guys, it starts with your environment. The environment needs to promote you to work and promote you to to grow. And here's the thing. And now here for my people who are in the game and that understand this already, this one's for y'all. Once you already understand what environment you need to grow, you now need to go work in different environments that test you. Go work in an environment that you're not used to. Like, I don't know, like if you are a, uh, I don't know, a street dancer and you usually lab in the streets. Go somewhere else. Go change your environment. Go lab uh, with a whole bunch of ballerinas. Go lab with a whole bunch of jazz dancers, contempt dancers, and watch how their environment 
watch how that environment shifts the way you move and how you adapt. For example, man, I tend to lab on myself and that's when I lab best. But when I train one of my brother's Shez, shout out to Shez, Stray City, Stray Dogs. My boy Shez, man, every time him and I train, I get very influenced by the way he moves and I, I allow it because it challenges me. So I'm changing the way I'm dancing based upon the person I'm around because it makes me be on my toes more and vice versa. Same thing when I'm designing clothes. Like, you know, am I in San Francisco at my boy Mike's house? That makes me sort of design a, a different type of way than when I'm at my house in my lab with my sketchbook and illustrator open and I got George next to me, you know? It just depends and those environments can challenge you. If you're a music artist and you're, you know, it could be just maybe just instead of this studio, you might want to change the people in the studio. Maybe that'll play a part, you know. Maybe you want to work with a different producer. Maybe you might want to work with a different engineer. Like keep changing the environment. And the environment doesn't just have to be a physical setting. It could be the things in it. Like I said, like you might be recording music. You might want different people in there because they're radi radiating different vibes. Like I know if I'm in a music studio with an artist, I'm going to be constructive criticism. Like I'm going to let them know like, hey, bro, I think you should attack that note a little different or attack that bar or you know, maybe we should do like a uh, a tone shift here or, you know, whatever. Like I want to get involved on in the process. So even just having someone in the studio that has an ear for music that can that can just be constructive rather than just having, you know, uh, homies in there just listening and just sort of just taking up space, which is nothing wrong with that because that promotes a vibe, too. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that, but. You might want to have the homies in there. You guys might be smoking, drinking, kicking it. And that might be the vibe you want, but that's good. But so let, let's change it up with one of these times to see what it pushes out of you. Let's apply pressure. Why not hit up one of your favorite music artists, have them sit in the studio with you and watch, have them watch you record. Imagine what type of pressure and what type of music you would put out if you did that. Because now you got pressure. You feel me? So yeah, the environment can be an external space or it could be the people in it, you know, and I challenge you guys to change, change your environment, y'all change your environment, find ways to shift the variables so that you can conduct something. You can get different results. You know, if you're a painter or drawler, like it might be changing your environment looks like changing your, your utensils. Let's, let's paint on different canvas. Let's use different paint brushes. Let's use different type of acrylics. Let's use different types of, you know, um, whatever, different lighting, you know, uh, let's change up the environment and the environment could be the tools, the people, it could be the space, but you have to change the variables. And that's what I mean by changing the environment, making it unpredictable where you have to do something a little different. If you're labbing, you're a dancer and you're used to just putting on music and just doing this and this. Okay. How about this time? Y'all change the environment a little bit. Let's add some of the homies, okay? That's an example of adding people. Invite the homies and have them push you how to lab, okay? Let's change up the utensils. Let's change up. Uh, I'm a lab with with no no shoes, no socks, bare feet, without a shirt, straight, just jeans. <laughs> you know, could look like that and see how different you move there. Or you might want to say, "Fuck it, man! I'm get I'm gonna get out of the studio and I'm gonna do that in the street. I'm a lab today in the parking lot at the street." So those are three ways of changing your environment, man, is changing the physical environment. It could be changing the the tools you're using or changing the people that are there. But anything that keeps the environment a little bit less predictable on your toes, I think those are good things to start on how to push yourself as a creative and how to change the environment, you know. Uh, another great example is like, man, for me, it's... Uh, Man, you guys know, if you're following me, you know how much I fucking love Japan. Japan is my shit. I can't wait to buy a house out there. And every time I go to Japan, I get so challenged as a creative because I'm just so inspired. And, you know, uh, on my last recent trip, uh, Raw Capital, shout out to Concrete and M80, uh, the three of us got booked for the first time on our first international booking. We went to Japan. And let me tell you guys, that shit was testing for me, you know. For me personally, 
to crump and get booked and to dance like on these certain extremes that I've never danced at. Like that shit was testing, but that's exactly of changing your environment. I was dancing in Japan. I was jet lagged. Uh, we did our club show, our club Eggman show. It was this footage. I'm going to pull it up on Instagram and show y'all real quick. Uh, if you guys watch watch this one right here. This is for my, my YouTube people because you guys can see. But this footage right here, man, had me fucked up. This one right here. This Eggman footage. Yes, that one right there. We did that at like 2, 3 a.m. Japan time. We were dancing at 3 a.m. We went on stage at, at like 3 a.m. Our hotel was down the street, so we got picked up around 2.30, 30 minutes, you know. And keep in mind, we like I think all of us took a nap, so we all just knocked the fuck out in our hotel. And next thing you know, we get a notification like, oh, yo, uh, our ride's here to go do our show at 3 a.m. You know, and I, I was probably two hours, you know, an hour into my nap, and it felt like I got hit by a boulder. So when I woke up, I was like, what? What the fuck going on? I got to the club and my eyes are still like this, barely open. And I'm like, shit. And the next thing you know, I'm getting pushed to the stage. It's like, it's time. Okay. Uh, raw capital. And then we're walking up. Dude, my eyes are still shut on stage. And next thing you know, I just see lights. And then I'm like, oh shit. Fuck y'all, we're here. And next I, I, I hear I hear the song. It goes, doom, doom. Oh, not, not that one. It goes, uh, shit, how did the song go? Uh, I think that was, I think that's how it fucking goes. But that's how the song went. And when, the minute I hear that, my eyes open, and then I start doing the choreography. And keep in mind, we made the choreography, we made the set that day. And so I'm like, oh shit, how we go again? Oh fuck, here we go. And I'm waking up and going through this. And then we ended up doing a full like, I think it was like an eight, nine minute showcase. Like we did choreography and then we we freestyled. And dude, I feel crazy. I was like, man, okay, I've never done this. But after that, I was like, okay, I can do anything. You know, and that helped me grow. And I ain't gonna lie, I think my time in Japan is probably one of the, I personally felt like it was one of the worst times I danced. Like it, it definitely was testing. Like, you know, out of, you would think like, oh, you got booked there with, with your homies and, and, you know, you guys all got paid and whatnot. You would think I'd be on my A game and shit. But, y'all, that shit was so testing for me. I was so tired. It was at, it was during the same time that the Junior Never Gone Festival was about to happen. So my mind was so focused on that while I was in Japan, too. I just had so much on me. But, you know, it goes back to just changing your environment, changing your environment. And that shit was testing. Like, I know I danced dope and all that, but... You know, for personally, I didn't feel like I danced my best. I felt like I wasn't really hitting the shit the way I wanted it to. And that was such a lesson for me because, man, changing your environment really tests how good you are. And now I'm in the lab, and when I dance now, I'm, I'm in a whole different type of mood. And I get it. I get how I want to dance now and what type of vibe I want to be in. So it tests you in a lot of ways and just changing your environment, traveling, meeting other people, showcasing your work at different places, like literally changing your physical environment does a lot for you. If you're a photographer, man, go. Go shoot in Japan. Go shoot in Europe. Go go shoot in a city you haven't shot before. Go work with models and, and different photographers you never worked with. Keep growing. Keep expanding. Keep, keep, keep your vision broad and wide. Dancers, stop dancing at the same place. Stop staying local. Definitely my Sacramento and Bay Area dancers. We are some of the rawest fools in this whole dance shit. But the fact that y'all stay in the Bay Area and you guys stay in Sacramento, it kills me. Go fucking go out there and put out some more work and go network with people. Yes, social media is dope. Yes, you don't have to move, but travel and go show people what's up. Like people know about me because I made the initiative to go to Japan. You know, you know, I paid for my own trip twice in a row. I saved up all year. I sit and brought merch, uh, sold sold out two years in a row before this year. And then my third year, I got booked and paid and taken care of to go out there. So it's by all means necessary. Bam. B-A-M-N. By all means necessary. You know, shout out to Mike Bravo. <laughs> that's, that's our little shit right there. By all means necessary. If you want to get shit popping, bam. B-A-M-N. By all means necessary. So you got to wake up, man, and really try to change up that environment and um, 
change it up, dance with different people, dance to different cities, start traveling, start investing in yourself. The best investment you could ever make is not in a stock, it's not in a business, you know, it's not in your friend's career, it's in you. Reading, traveling, meeting new people, investing in you, putting your money that you would, I don't know, you would put towards something else and put it towards you. Go read, go, go get a massage, go take care of your body. Go do fucking yoga. Go to the gym. Go read. Go travel. Do things that are going to help your creative career and help you as an individual. And, man, changing your environment plays a big part in that, y'all. So, you know, that's that's number one, guys. Changing your environment. And the variables are a physical space, the people in it, or it could be the, the tools you use. It could be, you know, one of the three or change all three and you're going to really grow. Put yourself in Japan. Uh... You know, you got to wear these different type of clothes and change the people you're around. That's that's three of the factors being placed. And that's how you're going to grow dramatically is by changing all three at the same time. You know, so just continue to change your environment, y'all, and uh, grow. Find new ways to grow. Find new new variables that you're used to and alter them and see what type of results you get. But that's number one, guys, changing your environment. Number two is taking risk. You know, this is a perfect segue. This is uh, point number two right here is taking risk. And like I said, in, in you know, I think it was my last episode, episode two, I was talking about taking risk, guys, taking risk and and fucking going extreme or not at all. Fail hard or not at all. You know, yes, being calculated is good at the right time. But if you just need to get started, go take the risk. Go take the risk. I'm telling you guys, like, you are, you really see what you're capable of is when you put yourself in the hot seat. When you put yourself in a situation like, oh, it's sink or swim. Sink or swim here. Gotta fucking sink or swim. And that's... That's, that's all I can really tell you guys right there, man. This sink or swim. I think my sink or swim moments are, man, like, okay, the, the tour. I mean, I talk about the tour a lot. Um, both tours that we did, 2018, 2019, uh, all together, I think I put $18,000 up. $18,000. And I did that shit. Uh, just off my vibe, my feelings. I was like, okay, look, I'm going to just do this shit. I'm going to put us on tour because NorCal deserves to be on tour. And it's just going to be dope for Nightwalkers and Dang Gang. I have no idea how I want to do this, really, but I'm going to fucking do it, sink or swim. So I woke up. Oh, you know what happened? Here's the fucking story how the tour happened, guys. Um, Man, oh, I'm so glad I, could, I can tell you guys this story. Okay, I was on Twitter, right? And I saw that Ian Eastwood did a collab with Adidas. And, you know, we've been doing Nightwalkers here in the Bay in San Francisco, or San Francisco in, in Sacramento for a while. And, you know, we're two years into doing our shit out here. I see he does a collab event with Adidas and that shit looked really dope. So I had the whole gang and everybody hit him up on Twitter. I had my connects uh, that are good friends with him put a good word in for me. And I was waiting for him to get back. You know, we got like over 25, you know, to 35 retweets and notifications on like reaching out to him his dad was fucking with it you know favoriting everything like oh yeah let's make this happen let's do it you know and i just was waiting for the the message back to to ian you know uh, i think one of the homies said that ian was gonna hit me back but he never hit me back and the point was like adidas was doing this little tour little pop-up thing with with Ian and I was like, I would love for Nightwalkers to be a part of that. I would love to collab and get your event out here to Sacramento because it aligns with our mission statement. But that fool never hit me back. So I said, fuck it, man. I ain't going to wait for nobody. That shit fucking pissed me off. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get to the fucking chicken by myself. You know, pulled out this big ass fucking loan on, on these fucking credit cards, uh, ran up the first tour, $10,000, took care of everyone's uh, rental fees, took care of everyone's uh, Airbnbs, took care of the prize money and the event itself going on tour. And so, uh, yeah, I put up $10,000 on, on this little loan and, uh, it wasn't, it was these credit cards and I fucking was like, all right, ape shit, let's do this. 
uh, hit up the homies, was like, hey, look, man, we're going to do this. And I did all of this in the span of two months. I think less than two months. I literally, the, the tweet, you go on my Twitter, you could go find it. And it's, it's all the way down there. Have fun. But it's there. And you can see, you know, I think it was, I forgot what time. It was like maybe during like January or like February. And then we launched the tour that spring. Right when March hit, we did the debut at the LIT, LITM studio. And we did the call out. We had a top 10 list. If you wanted to be on the tour, you called them out. Uh, our top 10 dogged everybody. And then we went on tour. Literally, I, you know, I was like, ah, oh, fuck that. I'm not waiting for nobody. I was pissed off. I was like, man, don't fucking downplay me. And <laughs> that, that's just the, the energy. Now I don't give a fuck. You don't want to work with us. It don't, it, don't work, it don't matter. I have, I like what we're building. We have hella fucking leverage. And uh, we're just going to keep grinding. And we don't need anyone's money. We don't need anyone's um publicity we don't need anyone's you know um clout man i'll build our own fucking clout that's the attitude by all means necessary we don't wait for nobody we get straight to the bacon straight to the chicken with that verde sauce apollo gone verde sauce okay so that that's the attitude y'all and uh i remember that was my risk you know as i put up this money and i'm gonna risk it and and we did decent i think uh our first tour we uh, we're, we just, at the end of the tour, I was under maybe just $2,000, uh, made that back. It wasn't that bad. And then this year we had the option to go on tour again. This one really hit me, man. I told you guys the story last time, but, uh, I put up like 8,000 for this one and I went under, I think like, uh, went, went under like 6,000. So I'm still paying off this tour and, and whatnot. And plus that's not talking about the Junes and Never Gone Festival. That's just the tour alone. So I went under and we're, we're grinding and still paying that off. But there's nothing. I took the risk and it was worth it. I and mean, I would do it again. I would take that risk again in that moment. But now I'm a lot smarter. I'm a lot more educated. And I found a lot of new angles to still make the same commotion that I want us to make. But also this time approach it in a different direction. So I gained a lot of game and I took that risk. And quote unquote, it, it failed. It really didn't fail. The events were dope as shit. If you don't... Man, I, I I promise you, we probably put put on one of the best events in, in these cities. It t- it's, it's up there, you know. I'm gonna, not gonna say it's the, the event, but you think about Portland, man. The shit Crow was doing and how him and uh, uh, Snub, man, that battle was pretty epic. That fool Crow was dogging shit. That fool Snub put up some dope rounds and and really held it down for Portland. Just you know what I'm saying, like. The event quality is there. It's just we just needed the numbers and we didn't hit the numbers. And of course, we're a business too. So uh, we down, went, we went down 6,000. And guess what? That shit don't stop me. I'm like, okay, let's keep growing. Let's keep growing. Next year, we're going to approach the tour a lot differently. And we're still going to keep the momentum forward. But we're going to do a little bit differently this time, y'all. So this shit's hot. This shit's hot. And uh, it's all about taking risk and about learning from your risk. Uh, everybody talks about, man, like, uh, Michael Jordan talks about it, man. Uh, Will Smith, Denzel Washington. Um, dude, everybody that's great has failed so many times. And the minute you understand that failure is actually where you need to go, you become successful quicker. Like, I, Nightwalkers and Dan could have been a failure, but, you know, shit's not going to be a failure because I won't let it. It's, it's in the answer as simple as that. I'm not letting shit be whack because I'm not a whack person. <laughs> My ideas aren't whack. My my designs are not whack. Um, what my visions are, they're not whack. They're fucking dope. But I just sort of need to put the pieces together to fully develop and, and communicate that to the right people. And, you know, to y'all. So it's about taking risk. And the number one thing and how you get into that mentality of like, how do you just risk and, and not be scared? You just say, fuck it. That's really all that it is. And And here's the thing. I know you guys hear that a lot. But here's the practicality of it. Every day you got to show up. Every fucking day you got to show up and be like, I'm scared to do this. Okay, do it. Your fear should be a compass of where you need to go. If you are somewhere in your career and you're stagnant and you don't know where, where to go, find what you're most scared of. And I, I promise you, it'll it'll stand out like, um, I don't know, it, it'll stand out really apparently. And if you meditate and you get you get a moment to get quiet, you will really feel and visually be able to see what you're scared of and that's where you need to go you're scared of it and it's still there because there's something you need to go fix there's something that needs to be called out so allow your fear to be the compass of your next chapter 
you know, allow fear to be the compass of like, okay, I'm scared there. I need to go there. I'm scared there. I need to go there because that's what you need to confront in order to be great at what you do. So y'all like trust the fear, trust the fear and, and trust that you can execute, have confidence in yourself that you can execute because I, I really believe y'all can execute, but you need to apply pressure on yourself and, and, and do it is now or never go extreme or not at all. You want to make waves or you want to drop pebbles in lakes, you know, waves in the oceans or we want to splash puddles, y'all. We got to make these fucking waves in the oceans. And the only way we're going to do that is taking this risk and stop living out of fear. You got to replace fear with love. So like when, when you are feeling like, man, I can't do it. You got to encourage yourself with love and be like, man, I can do it. I'm the one. I'm the fucking one. You know what I'm saying? I'm the best. I can do it. I'm going to do it. And then you do it. You feel me? So you got to like get yourself hyped up and replace fear with love and encourage yourself because you have more to gain than ever to lose. You want more, right? You have nothing to lose now and you got to just go for more. You got to go for it. Go big or go or go home, man. That's it. Go big, go extreme or not at all. And that's the mentality, man. And that's just getting started, you know. Uh, and yes, we can slow grind, slow cook shit, but we got to get that shit in the oven first. You just need to not be scared and go catch that whatever you want to cook and put that in the oven. You know what I'm saying? You got to just get to that level of like, okay, I'm just going to start. And once you start, then we can get a little bit more calculated. And now we can start filling some out and and be like, okay, well, you know, what is it? But that's on your own time. You know, those little minutiae and technicalities, you guys will learn on your own journey. But I'm talking to my people who are, looking to make that leap of faith and get straight to it. Like that's that's what we gotta get to, y'all. And it requires for y'all to to risk. To risk. Gotta go for it, man. Just like how I put up eighteen thousand in two years for the tour. And that's just on the tour. Man, you wanna talk about how much money I put up on merch and how much money I've put on these events here in Sacramento. Man, I'm probably in in the time that we've had this, I'm probably well over 80,000 close to 100,000 now but probably by the end of the year I'll be at 100,000 that I've put into this brand and that's just real shit y'all uh, shit's gonna pop you know what I'm saying like what this shit's gonna be the same me talking to y'all and growing with y'all but what's gonna change is this like next thing you know you're gonna see me in another warehouse another office you guys are gonna see me in this big ass mansion this big ass house mark my words I'll fucking tell y'all right now on this podcast that's what's gonna happen man I want the finer things in life but I'm also very content I'm very content. I want the finer things in life, but I want just enough. And that's it. Don't need everything. Don't need all the money in the fucking world. Don't need all the cars. Just want my Honda NSX. I want my Mercedes S-Class AMG. I want my 69 El Camino. I want my 62 Continental. And I want my Mazda RX-7. And I want... That's it. That's pretty much all I want. I don't need every car. I don't need a Rolls. I don't need a Phantom. I don't need any of that. I just want what I want. I want my shit with, with, with taste and class. And that's it. You know? I even know how much money I want to make. Like, I want to make $500,000 a year. That's it. Don't even need a million dollars. But my company needs to make millions of dollars so that I can pay people. But I just want $500,000. That's it. Don't need a million dollars. Just $500,000. I can live off that and I'll be happy. You know, I'll be happy. I'll be able to travel. I'll be able to own some, you know, some shit and whatnot. My company needs to make a million dollars. On top of that, I need I need that money so that I can buy property, build more businesses, uh, own some real estate, you know, all that good shit right there. But me personally, in my bank account, $500,000 and I'm good and I'm comfortable and I, I would love that. And that's all I need. So I know what I want and I know what I'm going after and I know that, you know, it's going to happen. But that's like, you know, sharing with y'all a little about, about like what I believe and what I want, you know. Uh, I also want to have my own sushi restaurant. I want my own hip-hop sushi restaurant infused. I want a live DJ producer cooking that shit up because Japanese culture, man, look, man, y'all going to take my shit, man. Fuck y'all. I ain't going to tell y'all nothing more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I love culinary, man. I, I'm, I'm a sushi chef right now, man, you know, so... I would love to take my passions and make some dope shit out of it. You know, I love cooking. I love cooking for the homies, man. You guys ever hungry, hit me up. You know, have to pay me, but I'll cook for you. 
<laughs> my plates aren't cheap because there's a lot of love in them. <laughs> but guys, like going back, it's about the risk, y'all. It's about the risk and it's about going all in. It's about going for it, man. And uh, man, uh, I, don't, I think you guys get the point. I don't feel like I need to dog that topic anymore. I think you guys will hear me in the other podcast, but really just put yourself in the in the light. Put yourself in the spotlight and apply pressure, y'all. Go do that battle. Go to LA and compete. And then have tenacity. Fail, but have tenacity and an attitude that I'm going to get it by all means necessary. Dreams are never fucking gone. What up? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have attitude. You got to have tenacity. You got to have a spirit for this game. Like, can't be soft here, man. You can't, like, get a no and be like, man, I, I, I tried. Like, no, pull your fucking pants up. Boss up. Get your chin up. And work. And stop taking no. So uh, our next topic, man. Uh, I'm close it out with this one, guys. Is is breathe. We gotta breathe. And in order to take things to the next level, we have to understand when the time to rest. This is for my hustlers out there, like my go getters that are, uh, man, 975 days days a year type of hustlers. You're working two years in one year. That's how hard you're working. I fucking respect it. I'm the same way. But we have to rest and we have to breathe because breathing and resting is part of the game. I'm going to say it again. Breathing and resting is a part of the game. The game cannot be played if the player is broken. The controller, the PS4 cannot be played if the controller does not work. The controller can't be played if the player doesn't have fingers that are well fit enough to control it. <laughs> you know, nothing works without the controller, without the person. And you guys, my hustlers, man, you know, the, sh- the, the shit can't be pushed without the pusher. You know, the brand can't be built without the thinker, without the person behind it. You have to rest. You have to give yourself vacation. You have to pay yourself. You have to take care of yourself. And that itself will level up. Some of you guys don't need to do all this extra shit. You already are in your bag. You know what works for you. But what you're forgetting to do is to rest. You're forgetting to rest. And this is not for my lazy people. My lazy people, you need to keep working. But my people who are are working so fucking hard that you're not making time for family. You're not making time for the homies. You're not making time for you. And I'm speaking to me right now because this is totally me right here. But I've, you know, the alopecia has helped me uh, recognize a lot, of, a lot of things and uh, you know, I credit a lot of it too to my homegirl that passed away. Uh, rest in peace, Yasmina Asmatova. Um, after her passing, it definitely brought me back to earth and and helped me just re rekindle where I'm at with my relationships. You know, but you guys, we have to make time to really, really rest and breathe and take time for ourselves. It is so important. Your relationships, our life are still important, guys. Your hustle is not bigger than your family. It's not bigger than, you know, it's not it's not bigger than uh, the people that you love. And and you have to prioritize you. If you love yourself, you have to prioritize you and you have to rest and you have to breathe. You have to go do the things that make you happy in this grind or you're going to end up being depressed in this grind. And that happens. People get so caught up in their goals and ambitions, they become depressed for it. They become sad. They become hurt. They just become so tunnel vision, you know. And um, y'all, we really have to. I'm, I'm emphasizing because mental health is, is something that I really care about, y'all. It's some real shit. And we have to make the time as entrepreneurs and hustlers and go-getters and creatives to find ways to, you know, to truly make peace for ourselves. And I know we're all underneath this like entitlement of like, I'm doing what I love. I'm doing what I love. I'm doing what I love. So I don't got to work for the man and I should be happy. I'm going to tell you guys, it's not going to 100% be that happy. It's going to be better than you clocking into work and working for somebody else. But it's not going to be jolly and all bright lights all the time, man. Some entrepreneurs and us creators who are really creative entrepreneurs who are getting this shit, like we be hurt the most because we care so much about the shit. And that is such an intense feeling in my my dudes, my you know my ladies out there who live this lifestyle. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. We feel this shit twenty four seven. When you work for somebody else, you're able to turn it off. When I leave my job, I'm able to turn it off. But when I'm working on my brand, I can't turn it off. I go to sleep and I wake up thinking about this shit. 
And that stuff can put you in a depression. It can put you in the sadness. And we have to take the responsibility, y'all, and be aware enough to know when it's hurting us. And we have to have homies in a support system where they can keep it a band with us and be like, yo, man, you're, you're not making the right choices. And I think, bro, you need to take some time off. And I know we're so fucking stubborn. And us, you know, we're like, man, I need to get, I need to get, I need to finish this set. I need to finish this collection. I need, I have these events I have to do. I need to get to this money. I need to do this. Like, man, you don't, you don't, man. It's not going anywhere. You are more than capable. And the, I think what really helped me, man, is uh, a well-rested person that is working is better than a person that's half awake, you know? Like, uh, for instance, like, here, here's a good one. It's like, um, so when police are, are chasing after, like, someone on a run, right? So, like, say, um, like, you guys seen, like, the getaways, like, when someone's, like, driving through California or whatever, and they're, they're trying to get away from the cops, uh the driver's driving for maybe for like let's say two or three hours four five six hours right um every single s district has a new set of of police cars that like replace the ones that are following so say um this police officer is in the initial pursuit of this car and they're coming after the car after some time that officer gets replaced by new people that are coming on the freeway, new police officers to take his spot because they're not so tired and fatigued. And then after that, those people switch and new people come. And after that, new people come. After that, new people come. You know, new officers come. And they hold it down so that way you're not pursuing this hostile situation, being fatigued and tired. But you're you're able to execute your 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 more uh your senses are more heightened and alarmed so that way you can make sure you're protected and you're in that moment and that's exactly what this is y'all so by the time they get that dude or that girl uh, you know the the offender or whatever that person you know is fatigued and tired and can't go on anymore while the the cops on the scene or the enforcement they're hot they're on their hot shit they're like yo man we're awake alert ready to go you know and so i think that's a pretty cool analogy that i learned that you know just watching <laughs> I watch a lot of shit, y'all, and I'll, I'll just be on my computer like, man, how, how do these cops do it? And I learned that in this little documentary. And so uh, these these cops, you know, are more fresh. And it's like us. We have to be fresh. We have to take ways. Okay, look, I'm going to work for three hours, and that's it. I'm going to work for three hours, take a break. Work for three hours, take a break. Okay, look, I'm going to finish these designs all of November. Like, boom, for example, like, uh, uh, dang, uh, we, our goal is to drop merch. See that dang right there. Uh, uh, our goal is to drop merch every single month this year. It's 2020. So my goal is to, uh, by the end of December, to have uh, at least 12 designs. You know, one design to drop in January, one design to drop in February, one design to drop on for her power. That's, uh, what day is like March, March 8th, I think. It's one of those days, y'all. Let me look at my calendar. Her power is going to be March 6th, 7th, and 8th. You know, so we want to make sure we have a design for that event. We want to make sure we have April figured out. We want to make sure we have our tours from April, May, and June, and July figured out. Our all-youth event that's happening in July as well, or June. Uh, we want to make sure we have merch for that. We want to have merch for the New Dreams and Gone Festival in September. We want to make sure we have merch for uh, my, you know, the Dang Gang uh, second annual block party. Uh, we want to have merch for December. Like, so I'm, I'm taking the initiative to make sure we have this shit lined up for next year already, you know. And but you see how I delegated that to myself and I put a I put a time on it. So it's not like if I don't get to it, it's just always on my agenda. So, okay, I have until the end of the year. Whatever I have at, at the end of the year is what we're putting out. And then I need to make that in next year. You see what I'm saying? But at the end of the year, I have a goal, 12 designs, boom, for next year. And so that way, designs are ready and I just got put in production. That's it. And that's game for y'all. My clothing brand's out there, man. Go ahead. Take that shit. Take it. You can take it. It's whatever. You ain't gonna do it like me, but take it. <laughs> me talking my shit, man. Shout out to all my clothing brand operators directors my creative directors out there shout out to y'all make some fucking noise uh i relate to y'all so fucking much um but 
Yeah, man, you guys got to take a break. You guys got to delegate the workload. You have to you have to put a time stamp on it so that way you're not overworking. And and that's that's really it, guys. So the the three takeaways from today's podcast, this is episode 4, y'all, is to make sure we're changing our environment. We're taking risk and we're breathing. You know, change your environment, take risk and continue to breathe through your hustle. You're going to make it, y'all. You're going to do good. You're going to work. You're going to be fine. Just make sure you're breathing. Breathe a little bit. Breathe a little bit. And make sure you guys focus on your health. But still have urgency. Now, don't get fucking twisted. Have fucking urgency. I need to get 12 designs by the end of the year. You see what I'm saying? On top of that, I'm also making sure I have all my events planned, locations planned, dates booked by the end of the year. Then I'm also making sure we're launching our... I'm not sure if I should tell you. We're watching. We're launching a whole new project by the end of the year. So I have not only those things to do, but I have five other things I have to get done by the end of the year. That's applying pressure. But the, the key there is by the end of the year. So I'm hustling for these two months. And then I get to take a little break around New Year's. And we just execute the plays that I planned out. And then that way it's less stress. But it's not like I'm always like in stress mode organization my creatives out there listen up clean your fucking ears and get that earwax out look be be organized y'all gotta be organized man you guys gotta be so organized because being organized promotes productivity say it again being organized promotes productivity one more time y'all being organized promotes productivity Sometimes you are working and playing catch-up, and that's stressful and burning you out more than the work itself. That shit's fire right there. I'm going to just leave you all with that. Sometimes, no, 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 no. Keep the shit popping. Here we go. I'm going, I'm going past my hour mark, but I think this is good. Some of you guys are so disorganized and so everywhere that you can't even execute your ideas fully because you, you have thoughts on top of thoughts. You have agendas on top of agendas. You need to allocate enough time. You need to be manageable. You need to be manageable and you need to be able to manage yourself, which is why artists have managers. They help keep them organized. But shit, power to you if you could be the artist, the creator, uh, the director, and the manager. Power to you because you are capable of all those things. So then when you do hire someone to do those things, you know how shit should rock. You know, no one's going to play you. No one's going to take care of your shit. You know how to do it, but you have help if you need it. And so, guys, we got to get organized because... Getting organized promotes productivity. And we got to remember that, okay? So that is your episode today, you guys. Uh, I just want you guys to digest today's podcast. And today's challenge, I want you guys to go on your, your notes, on your phone, and I want you to create 10 points. Think about 10 takeaways from this podcast. And I know 10 is a pretty high number, but I want you guys to basically show me 10 takeaways. What did you guys learn from today's uh, conversation and I want you guys to post it on your, your IG story tag me, tag Dang I'm going to repost it and I want to see what you guys are doing and I want to build some conversation with y'all in the DMs a little bit and and sort of just interact with you guys so take your 10 notes if you don't feel like posting it's whatever but if you do, post it and tag me and Dang Dang Attire and let, let's talk about it but that concludes today's episode y'all uh, make sure you guys are taking time for your mental health. Make sure you guys are paying attention to your loved ones in, in this time, you know, those who are going through seasonal depression. If you're going through seasonal depression right now, make some noise and let people know. Like, make noise as in let people know what you're feeling and, and talk to people. Don't keep that shit bottled up. If you're feeling alone, just know I understand, man. I understand. And you guys, me interacting with y'all is helping me keep my head above water. So I appreciate y'all so fucking much for that. And uh, make some noise. Make sure you guys are around your loved ones. Tell people how you're feeling. And my men out there, you are not less of a man for expressing yourself. Men, you are not less than a man for expressing yourself, okay? Look, you are loved. You are cared for. And you guys got to speak up. Let go of that ego shit. That ego is going to kill you. It really will. You got to open up and be able just to be vulnerable with the right people. And uh, y'all, my DMs are open. If you don't have nobody, I'm fucking here. And I'm so down to talk to y'all, man. And um, I will try my best to get back to y'all. But that concludes today's podcast, y'all. Uh, hashtag Dang Gang. It's a Nightwalker's world. Make sure you guys follow us. Shout out to Hollis for just engineering and, and being my producer for this whole shit. 
and uh, continue just to interact with me, y'all. Uh, make sure you guys are on Twitter. I'm talking a whole bunch of shit on Twitter all the time. And yeah, let's get out of our element. Show me your 10 takeaways and take risks, y'all. And let's get to it. All right, you guys have a good rest of your Monday. I'll talk to y'all very soon. I love you guys. Uh, dang gang Nightwalkers, you know, all that good shit. The, again, this is at the dang motherfucking Dynasty Studios. Make sure you guys check out the visual on, on YouTube. This is the first episode where I recorded myself talking, and you guys can have a visual of me actually interacting with y'all. So I'll talk to y'all soon. We're going to get to it. And deuces, y'all. You guys have a good week. All right. All right. Thanks for tuning in with us, y'all. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a second to leave a review, share it with a friend, and or your social media, and help us climb the charts in our goal of inspiring people to pursue their dreams. Make sure y'all follow us at Dang Entire Nightwalker Sessions on Instagram to stay updated, and we'll talk to y'all soon.